Hello and welcome to this eighth episode of the Wise Way to Yoga podcast. Do you have any joint problems or muscle tensions? If you do, you'll appreciate this episode where Cecile and I discuss what may be at the root of those discomforts. And this starts with identifying natural versus fake joints. Cecile is an Alexander Technique teacher certified by the American Society of Teachers of the Alexander Technique. Cecile has been practicing in the Boston area for over 20 years. She has also trained as a Thai yoga therapist and is the author of the book, The Wise Way to Yoga, our main inspiration and base for this podcast. And I'm Mona Kelly. I'm a yoga teacher, certified in Vinyasa, Kundalini and Restorative Yoga. I am also a student of Cecile, which means that my yoga classes taught exclusively online integrate the Alexander Technique principles for a fluid and safe yoga practice. Enjoy the Wise Way to Yoga podcast. Hello, Cecile. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. And you? Great. I'm actually really interested in the topic that we're going to talk about today. I did um, stumble upon your um, your blog about natural joint versus fake joints. Uh-huh. And I feel this is such a key to your work to understand how to use your body and how what are those fake joints versus what are those natural joints. And I want to ask our listeners, do you have any joint problems or muscle tensions? If you do, I'm sure you'll love this episode because we're going to talk about those joints in great details. Could you let us know what are what you call fake joints? Yes. So first of all, I want to clarify something which is you know sometimes people have uh, muscle or joint pain because of disease or because they had accidents or so I tend to work with um, although it can help even those people actually it may not make everything disappear but it can actually help them as well but I tend to work with healthy adults who have lingering discomfort or pain in their neck, back, joint. And even though they might do yoga, they might do exercises, they find that it's, 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 it's chronic. It became, and, and when they, um, as long as they exercise, they, sometimes they feel better, but then as soon as they stop, the problem comes back. So it's, and sometimes even when they exercise, it's still there ongoingly. So that's a sign that they are not using their body in an integrated way. Okay, so to make sure um, I understand this clearly and for our listeners, Mm -hmm. what you're saying is that there are some habits that are being carried away to practices they believe are going to help them release tension. Yes. But in fact, it's not working because the issue is... Is, is more at the root of the way they use their, the their body. The problem is the root. Uh, it, it, yes, it's the problem is that um, a lot of form of exercises are tending to the symptoms, not to the root of the problem. And as long as you just have a little bit of tension, you stretch it, you're fine, and you keep doing that, you're, you're fine. But um, if you have more than a little bit, what happens is that you may be enhancing the problem by the way you exercise or by the way you sit at your computer or by the way you do your work. And so it creates an addiction to exercising where you increasingly do more stretching, more strengthening, 
and it doesn't necessarily give you what you want. And those are the people that I, I want to, I tend to work with. Um, and and what so what's happening is that they're not using their body as an integrated whole. Uh, work uh, using your body as an integrated whole means that all the body parts are working harmoniously together. So that is very core to to my work. And when you use um, you don't use your joints appropriately, then the body complains. And and, and it's also one of the reasons why the body is not going to work in a integrated exactly. and efficient way. Exactly. Okay. And unfortunately, um, those, those uh, problematic um, habits tend to be unconscious. Mm, so yeah. people think, oh, I have a posture problem, so I've got to do uh, shoulder openers, for example, but the truth is the shoulders slouching is only a reflection of a way they use or misuse their sits bones or their knees or their, but they don't make those connections. So they keep forcing the shoulders to open, but the shoulders are, uh, automatically come back because we're not addressing the, the other body parts that are at, uh, at fault, you could say, or uh, involved. So to go back to the joints, um, one of the biggest reasons why people have so much tension um, is that they use, they, they use muscles to do the job of joints. So I'm gonna give an example. A lot of people will automatically assume that to move your head, you have to use your neck to move your head. Not true. The neck is not a, a joint. And this is what you refer as muscles? So the, the, well, yeah, the, the neck, mus muscles. neck muscles are doing yeah. the job that is meant to be done by the uh, occipital joint. Mm -hmm. And and the problem is that even if people know that intellectually, they don't always know how it feels and they don't already know, always know the difference between initiating their head movement um, from a higher place versus initiating in the neck. And it's the same with how they move their torso, for example. So a lot of people intellectually, they'll say, oh yeah, of course you're supposed to use your hip joint socket. Although a lot of people may think hip bone, you know. They, That's they, what I hear a lot. I hear yeah. a lot of bend from your hips. Exactly. Or, but and I hardly hear hip joint, hip joint socket. Exactly. So that's a big misconception. And I can promise you, I've seen that over and over. When you think you're moving from your hip bone, you actually are moving from your mid-back. So that is promoting what we call in Alexander misuse. And it's so prevalent that even in the fitness world, even in, in the yoga world, um, even in any, any field really, it's become almost like a, a common, common to believe um, those widespread uh, practices. So my work is to help people not only make those distinctions, there's mainly five big relationship in your body there's the relationship of so that's the other thing um instead of thinking of the body ma being made of parts and we've talked 
about that in other uh, episodes, but I think of the body made of relationships. And there are some major relationships, like the head, neck, torso is a major relationship, the relationship, relationship of your arm to your torso, mm -hmm. uh, the relationship of your legs to your torso, um, the relationship of your upper body moving in relation to your lower body. Um, and then you have, of course, the relationship of your leg joints um, and the relationship of your feet with the rest of your body. So, yeah. so um, that's why I designed a, a home study course, a solo course that helps people discover those unconscious habits related to those fake joints. And then I guide them to experiment and feel the difference between the natural joint and the fake joint. And by having clarity around that and literally moving, using your skeleton more than your muscles, people end up decreasing or eliminating lots of muscle and, and joint uh, problems. problems yeah. Yeah. I, I really love this distinction of instead of thinking of body parts, you're thinking of body connections or body relationships, body relationships, sets of relationships, sets of yeah. relationship. That's, I think that's really important to, to the work that you do. And hopefully I'm, I'm sure that listeners will appreciate to understand this distinction. And, and when it comes to, to the joint, so you mentioned, so we talked about the fake joint. So I understand that you talked about one of the fake joint would be to use your neck muscles mm -hmm. instead of the occipital point, which is um, the occipital, the occipital point, joint. Occipital joint behind your um, behind yeah, your it's, head, it's, right? It's, it's kind of a two third in, in into your head uh, from the, your third eye, you could say, the or the space eye, or, between or the, your, your the top of your ears too. If you draw a line through the back, yeah. So it could be. Some people say it would be. If you had a rod going through your ears, honestly, I, my experience, it's, it's really, really more helpful to think higher, higher, like higher on the back of your skull. That so to move starting, the head, you would be yeah, higher start the movement from there. From yeah. there. So it's kind of like the equivalent of behind your, uh, the opposite of your forehead, you know. And, understood. And, and, and so, the second one is the, instead of moving from the hips or the lower back, when we bend, it would be to think of the hip joint sockets right so it's a little more complex than that um i think that when we um when we lean forward to stand up for example um geographically we're actually moving from the sits bones mm, because yeah. we we can only move from where we're supported and the hip joint socket are not supported so we literally geographically are moving from the sits bones and but for the movement to happen, you need to release to your release. joint socket yeah. and know where they are located. Yeah. Um, so, but when people think they're moving from their hip joint socket, it's very, it's similar to thinking you're moving from your hip and you're still moving from your back, mm -hmm. which is why people think they're doing it the right way. See that that's, um, you know, the trick is that you may not always be doing what you think you're doing. Mm. And that's another aspect of this work, which is to become aware of things that you are not aware of and, and realize that your, your sensory perception has been 
um, I don't know what word to use, but I'll give an example. Over time, when you when you get used to using your body a certain way, the the habitual way feels more natural than the natural way. Mm-hmm. And and so then it's hard to rely on your sensory appreciation because then you 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 know if you only listen to you know oh it feels good it must be good no because you might be listening to your habitual pattern not to your whole body intelligence um, yeah and I've experienced that recently yeah. with you we had this uh, fun session on how to um, sit in the car to oh, drive yes. right yeah. <laughs> and it's true it felt really strange for me at first uh, but. It, and it took me a while to now feel that the natural way mm-hmm. is my natural way, yes. is the way that feels good to me. Mm-hmm. At first, it felt very different. strange, yeah, different. Exactly. Um, yeah, not comfortable. It took me a little while to, um, to but adapt. Would you say that when you say not comfortable, do you mean it felt weird it felt unusual so in that yeah, way more in that way or, not uncomfortable it, like i had pain exactly or, no, no, no i no, wanted no. you to clarify yeah, yeah absolutely i would never ask somebody to do something yeah, yeah. that feels no. painful because that's not the natural way is not painful no it's not but it feels odd mm-hmm. it can feel odd not always but it can feel odd if you're doing something in a way that you were so off of track yeah, for many many years yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. but then it doesn't take forever to to change those habits if you're motivated yeah so i have another question about you mentioned those habits are unconscious which i totally get and understand so i mean someone who's going to listen to us or someone who's going to read your book about the topic or read your Mm -hmm. blogs is that enough for people to to start changing or do they actually need hands-on or do they need more visuals? What, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, the, the blogs, um, the book, they're, they're, they're wonderful to get you started thinking differently about mm-hmm. movement. So that's, that's definitely a first step that can be very beneficial. Um, I've had feedback from people reading my blog and telling me that changed how they do their practice. So I know it can be very helpful. But even those people, it changed something in their practice, but it probably didn't change the way they use their body as a whole in every activity. Mm. And that's really more at the core of what I do. Uh, I can apply what I teach to anything because it's foundational. You use your body in any situation. And the more you use your body in your work, or in your special activity, the more you would benefit from, from this. And so the reason you need more than a book or a blog is because of what we just explained, the, the habits are unconscious mm, yeah. and you don't even feel that you're doing them. You don't even know that you're doing them. So you need somebody else to give you feedback. And that's why, I mean, I work online and I work in person, so there's options there, but People always, I can make people feel the difference when I give them feedback, visual, visual feedback at feedback. least. Oh, and yeah. you know, when the, when when possible, if I can use my hands, it's an added feature. But I can cover and help people change quite a bit, even with um, online uh, sessions. That's that's good to know because I think it's it's a good. Um, 
intermediate solution because no, not everyone is able to come and see you and get your, your hands-on work or another, um, another practitioner mm -hmm. for that matter. So it's great to know that the, um, they can get that understanding and feedback on those unconscious habits with sessions online mm -hmm. with you. Yeah, I have some private online, I have some group online, I have some different options. And it's also so that's why I'm I'm taking all of my personal and professional experience of 30 years to create two programs for people who especially during this COVID session uh, time um, in any stress time, um, the, the nurses and working women who tend to be overwhelmed by the situation. Um, I'm creating a program for them separately. Uh, so I have a program for nurses and a program for um, young mothers, and so we can, you know, so I can help them, um, you, you know, not just use their body better, which already that in itself is going to help them a lot. But my work is definitely mind, body, and soul, you know, mm -hmm. mind, body, and heart, mind, body, and spirit, whatever you want to call it. And so a lot of those young mothers absolutely need this, this to help them stay in the eye of the storm. You know, when you have kids and you know because you have I do. <laughs> young one. Yeah. So sometimes it's, it gets crazy <laughs> and we may and it's not, easy to forget at that yes, point how to use our body it's very easy um, that's why i'm doing the the program for young mothers a whole year because i really want them to integrate and get the support and make it theirs mm, you know because okay. yeah so well, like what we said it's those are unconscious habits so it takes time for absolutely. those unconscious habits to become conscious and then even then to be integrated so that it feels as a natural way of moving. Yeah. For them. So the advantage of working in you know uh, in a program like this is actually discovering those unconscious habits can be very quick. Quick. Yes. Because I, I agree. I, I'm I the agree. shortcut, right? Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> so uh, and integrating will be easier if you have support. You know, as everybody knows. Changing habits is one of the hardest things. So if you try to change habits with no support, you it, you make it harder, and then it's so easy to give up. But when you have support, it motivates you to keep integrating. And plus, support and you have different format. You learn in different format. It really helps you make it yours much more. So. Sounds I'm like excited a, about this program. Yeah, sounds yeah. like two great projects. So where can we find more information? Uh, where can uh, our listeners find more information? About so right programs? now, um, the best way to do it is if anyone is interested in either of those programs or in working with me privately, you can just send me an email through my uh, website. Uh, my website is my name, cecilreynou.com. And, uh, and then we can, um, if you're interested in the programs, I'll put you on my email list so that you'll get the information in a timely manner, especially since I often um, offer special deals, you know, for the, uh, at the beginning. So this way you, you can benefit from that. And if you just want to uh, work with me, just send me an email and send me your phone number and I'll take it from there. Sounds great. And CecileRainer.com. And obviously I will add 
the uh, website in the description of the podcast so that our listeners can just click and um, check out your website. Thank you very much, Cecile. Do you want to add anything? Um, no, I think that, you know, I think we give people uh, a gist of what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, I think people who, who, who can benefit from my work will self-identify themselves because obviously if people have challenges, but by stretching every day, they don't feel the problem they may not be motivated, but you know, it's people who know that there's something that's off because I shouldn't have to work so hard to feel good in my body. Yeah. And sometimes the more I work or I do yoga or any type of exercise, it doesn't help. So I think your, your work is, is really key in that sense that it, like you said, it addresses the root of the problems and not so much the symptoms because those are short-lived, but the root of the problem, once it's addressed, it can give really uh, life, um, lifelong results. Benefits, Benefits, absolutely. Yes. And for the parents, I want to add one more thing, which is, um, as we know, children learn from their parents and they learn as much from what the parents say as to as uh, but they also learn from how the parents behave of course and so the more parents whose children young children uh integrate this kind of work um so they can be calmer even when there's challenges and they 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 don't feel stressed in their body so Mm -hmm. much they're going to be a much better example for their children so it's a gift for themselves and for their children Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Cecile. And You're welcome. Um, thank you for having me. Not a problem. We will catch up with our listeners later. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.